tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Recorded live. Inspire. Invigorating. Invigorating this life should be feeling energy rushing through your veins. Rid your life of those only feeding off your precious energy. Eliminate conversations that detoxify your spirit. Appreciate and be appreciated in this life. Navigate. Navigate your own journey. Make your own path addressing all eight domains of your life. Brought forth by Dr. Nat. Health, education, personal development, financial, environment, family, spirituality, and recreation, too. Striving for success, not only defined by financial freedom, but intertwined with peace of mind and personal fulfillment. Personal fulfillment, be all that you can be, just like the Army says. Just one can make the difference. You are of vital importance. Importance in packing each life you touch, considering someone outside of yourself, taking the time to lend a helping hand. Radiating. Radiating positive energy in every breath you take, every action you partake. Engulfing. Engulfing in your dream, going beyond your wildest imagination. I, Enigmatic Mahogany, am here to invigorate, navigate, strive, Personally fulfill, intact, radiate, engulf. I'm here to inspire you with my pen. Greetings and salutations. Welcome, everyone, to Inspirational Soul Expressions. I am your host, Enigmatic Mahogany, also known by the name of Mahogany Brown. I am so very pleased to be here with each of you, those on the phone line, those that are also in the chat room. Before we get this show started, I do want to take a moment to thank all of the supporters of the entire POET family, people of extraordinary talent. For those that do not know, right now we are currently going to the National Poetry Awards. Now, with the National Poetry Awards, that's across the entire nation where individuals are able to be nominated in various areas. Poet has taken over 10 slots of those nominations. We do thank you so very much for your support thus far, and we do also ask that you continue to vote at www.thenationalpoetryawards.com. If you're not familiar with the categories that have been selected, Right now for the best video, we have Kenyatta, the Lyrical Lioness, best host, myself, Enigmatic Mahogany, also identified as Mahogany Brown, the best erotic poet we have is Strawberry Taylor. The poet movement has been identified as the best group and best radio show. Our legendary award and Troy Court Community Award have also gained the nomination of Black Ice, our illustrious CEO here at Poet Radio, as well as the international poet, Perry Poetry Johnson, New and Upcoming Poet, King Flair, and Best Poet of the Year, Misconception. So as you all have heard, that is over 10 nominations that Poet has received, and we could not have received it from each of our callers if it weren't for each of you. Whether you've been tuned in on the phone lines, 
online or definitely sharing the event page and the shows as well. So we thank you so very much. Tonight, you all are truly in for a treat. Soul and I have the wonderful, blessed opportunity of being able to witness a black tie film premiere entitled Making Mary the Movie. Tonight, you get to go behind the scenes. We're like at an after party tonight where you get to get the feelings of the experience and the history behind Making Mary. Now, I, for one, I know that you all would be hunted to be able to witness and see this marvelous production, but I, for one, am just in complete awe. I am completely amazed at the talent of each of the individuals involved, those in front and those behind the scenes as well. This is actually based off a book, which I do want to pay homage to Deidre Muhammad. She did an absolutely amazing job. When she pulled this cast together, that was nothing but the gift of God, I tell you, because everyone worked so smoothly together. You could see in the production itself. We just were able to witness the miniseries. So I am looking forward to when the additions are being made. They're actually talking about traveling to Atlanta with this amazing production. And I believe I even saw a post about it going to Detroit, Michigan as well. So I am so very excited and happy for them. We love to celebrate the arts and take a part in the arts as well. So, Williams, are you on the line there with me, love? No, I take it soul is probably on mute. That's how he does sometimes. He's actually trying to keep the kids down for us. So we have Alabama representing in the house tonight. So I'm not sure um, exactly which is which, but we will be opening up all the mics of those in Alabama because that's where a majority of our cast is coming from. Reverend Kenneth Jenkins, we do bid you greetings as well. We thank you so very much for chiming in in the chat room and if you're on the phone lines as well. Before we go to our amazing cast this evening, I want to go ahead and bring in one of my POET brothers very quickly. Um, definitely very motivational, inspirational, encouraging, uplifting. The compliments and the accolades, I, I cannot even stop because this man is his own living testimony, and this is truly what this show is about. So I want to give him the opportunity to come on the mic very quickly before we get to our amazing cast this evening. Let's go ahead and open up the mic for my POET brother, brother. Oh, it's in the building. Welcome to the show, brother. Oh, how's it going? Oh, hello. How you doing? Blessed and high and favored. We're tired, but we're working. <laughs> that better? I can hear you. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? I hear you clearly. Wonderful. Well, I am so very glad to have you on the line. I just wanted to make sure I gave you the opportunity to come to the mic and express yourself before getting into the deep gut, going to the after party tonight with making Mary. Did you have any words that you wanted to place on the mic before I did bring them in this evening? Uh, I was uh, looking at the uh, advertisement for the movie. What was the movie actually based on? No, it was an amazing show. Now, I don't want to give it away because I'm going to get the actresses and actors and the sequence, but what I will do is I'll give you a little hint, a little teaser. It was an amazing love story, and it was historical, in fact. And it dealt with issues that a lot of times that people don't talk about in the African-American community, but we know that it's happening in various families near and wide. So I don't want to spoil it, but that's just a little teaser for your brother. That's good enough. <laughs> well, they will have the opportunity of coming on and explaining the Making Mary, the movie. 
So I do hope you enjoy, and I will be bringing you back in as well, brother, always if you'd like to be able to express yourself through your poet as well. But we're going to go ahead and get this thing started. It looks like the line is lining up in here. So I want to go ahead and make sure I open up everybody. And so, Williams, whatever you're able to come in and yeah, chime in on this. Okay, wonderful. So I wanted yeah. to give you the opportunity as well before we did open up their mics to give your feedback, your critique, per se, of the production that we were able to witness last night. I, I, I actually love okay. uh, this, this, the, you know, the, the moral of the, of the movie itself, man, it, it, it's powerful. It's catching, you know, just just a little bit that they did play other movies. You know, it was catching. It's something I look forward to, you know, even seeing the high end up. And actually, the middle part of how it actually got to this point where it was at. So, but you know, I'm not trying to spoil it, trying to keep a little bit to myself. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, and, and the cast did an excellent job. So you know, I'm, I I'm, could not agree more. And I did also very quickly because Kanisha will not be able to be on the lines tonight. Um, as those know, we are parents first, um, and definitely going into our artistic expression second. So she's actually with her children and was not able to make it onto the show, but she wanted to send her regards um, definitely to the cast, those on the phone lines, and those in the chat room. So definitely did not want to leave her out of this amazing um, production this evening. And as well, not every cast member will be on the line tonight, but quite a few of them will be joining and sharing their expressions, sharing their feedback as to how they got involved with Making Mary how they feel about the experience going through Making Mary, and now that Making Mary just the premiere, just a, just a little bit, just a little bit is done now, how they feel at this point as well. So we're going to give each individual the opportunity to speak to those there in areas, as well as the amazing co-director, amazing writer, Deidre Muhammad, and director. We just absolutely love them. She worked with Fred Lewis Muhammad, did an amazing job. Just want to give a shout-out to those behind the scenes um, Corey Rogers, uh, Willette Battle, did an amazing um, job with the art and set work, the administrators, Charlie Supporter, Orphan Wicke, um, the inspiration coming from Maudwina Williams, and Sonora Joseph, just to name a few. But we're going to go ahead and get in here, y'all. I hope y'all ready, Cash. This is the after party. So we're going to open up all of our mics here. So I do ask if you do have any loud backgrounds, which I can have sometimes as well. Um, with having two children, if you'll mute yourself, because I am going to be opening up all mics, only because I do not have a way of identifying who is who. So let's go ahead and start the expression extravaganza. We are opening up each individual. Now that we have everyone on the line in Alabama, welcome, welcome to Inspirational Soul Expression. We're very glad to have each of you on the mic tonight, and we commend you on an excellent job last night. The first voice, without further ado, we want to speak to the mastermind. We want to speak to the brainchild, the creative artistic version, Ms. Deidre Muhammad. Do we have you on the line, Deidre? Uh, I am here. Thank you. How are you? I am blessed and highly favored. Have you got your rest yet, Deidre? <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> when I tell you she had a 6 o'clock show on you guys, a 6 o'clock show, completely sold out. And people were so very supportive of this amazing venture that she had to have an 8 o'clock show because it could even fill the 6 o'clock. So I know that that is amazing in itself. And just hearing the feedback last night, Deidre, how you spoke of, you know, coming from 
not necessarily any finances, not being done for the money, but being done for the mission, being done to be able to spread the message, to be able to communicate the expression, all of the actors and actresses being involved, not being on any type of payroll, but doing it out of the kindness and the goodness of their heart and wanting to display that art. So I thank you all. There's so many people, you know, they hear, oh, there's no pay involved? Oh, no, I can't do this. So I definitely <laughs> want to commend everyone. But I wanted to give you the opportunity because I realize this is a factual story. This is based on facts. So, Deidre, where did the idea for those on the phone lines, those in the chat room that may not be aware, where did the idea for Making Mary come from? Uh, great question. Uh, it, it came actually from my own family, and there's a lot of shame. And whenever I first started writing, I had learned some dark family secrets. And I wanted to learn more about them because I felt that in my personal life, those secrets were spilling over into what was some things that were happening to me. And um, it was difficult to express because it dealt with um, abuse and things like that. Um, My family was at first extremely resistant because, like I said, the skeletons. And um, so it was pretty tough. And, yeah, so that's kind of how it originated. Got And a lot of times, unfortunately, Deidre, like you say, individuals get upset. When the truth comes out, those hidden secrets, the skeletons in the closet, people don't want you to know that aspect of them. So I can completely understand why individuals may have been upset and even resistant to the story. Now, I realized that last night we got to experience the making merry. However, I understand as well that this is not your first time in the dramatic atmosphere, so I do want to give you opportunity as well to speak to this land as our land and how you came about coming up with that storyline as well. Um, yes. Uh, you notice that when you see some of the clips or movies, there's a, a sense of humor, and I do that for levity whenever discussing extreme issues. Now, this land is your land, um, again, stemming from my family. And I do that because that's what I know. It's best if you're going to be a writer. Start with what you know and you can be more successful. Um, well, I have property in Michigan, and and, and uh, that property was being confiscated, um, in my opinion, um, illegally by the government. And my elderly family trying to maintain the land uh, got into a situation where they didn't know how to keep family property. So in studying those issues, I discovered that black farmers were cheated out of their lands, going all the way back to the aftermath of slavery. And and uh, I found out more about how the land was treated. So I wrote the uh, the play, This Land is Your Land, because we say that it's our land and we're supposed to have equal opportunities in America, yet the elderly are exploited. And if they don't open their mail, which a lot of elderly people, they don't, they're afraid sometimes to even open their mail because bill collectors, et cetera. And because of that, there's no one that's really going in to help them. They're, they're made to suffer because of their el- um, ailments. And there's a high statistic, I think it's 15% of elderly people, I think I think the uh, percentage or the status higher, are abused in this country and their adult children are not even aware or are the abusers. That's why I came up with that. 
Houdini, the uh, hip-hop guru, they came to Huntsville and helped us with This Land is Your Land and perform live. And an amazing production as well. I was not able to actually be there and witness it, DJ, but I've had the opportunity to do a little research. So I've been on Vimeo and YouTube and various <laughs> different sources, just catching clips as well. So I do thank you for being transparent because sometimes an individual cannot truly deal with the realities of the world until they deal with the realities of themselves. And you did that in the This Land is Our Land as well as Making Mary. Now, I realize that you just didn't get born into the world and just start writing TV scripts and writing stories and things of that nature. So <laughs> kind of give the individuals on the line an idea of how that came about. When did you start realizing that, hey, I have a way of expressing myself, and it's going to be through my pen and writing, and also being able to direct and bring people together to share those skeletons that so many African-American families are afraid or ashamed of showing. Wow, that, that's a tough question, too, um, because I didn't start out saying, I want to be a writer. I'm going to be a film director. I'm going, it wasn't like that. It was that there was a story that had to be told, and nobody would tell that story. Who's going to tell the story? That's why history is as it is, especially amongst black people. Other people are telling our story. People are writing movies, and they're including us, but it's not necessarily our history. is his story. So we don't do it ourselves. Who's going to do it? So with this and everything that's going on, I had to do it. So I saw it as a sense of responsibility. I didn't have the gift or the talent that I was aware of, but I had that responsibility to get that story told, to help others. What happened in the process of writing Making Mary, I found out that I was a good writer. I didn't know that before, that I was a good writer. So whenever I, I shared the book with one brother, and he said, you, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You have this talent. <laughs> and he said, and you didn't bother to do more research. You ha And I had to rewrite the book uh, because he said, you, you, you need to do more with this. And he, he edited it for his historical content, and pretty much he, he graduated from Harvard and just gave me a crash course. Okay, you have something this good that you need to, you need to do this and you need to do that. So I did it, um, and I'll give a little hint to uh, those listeners who are aspiring writers. Uh, one of my gifts, I guess, um, is character development. That's something that you have to have. Um, in order to be a good writer because you want your audience to fall in love with your, your characters. Um, and that's pretty much in the book Making Mary what happened. Everyone fell in love with the characters, even even the most uh, venomous characters. <laughs> uh, the audience mm -hmm. could see themselves and thus love them and understand where they are coming from. So that's kind of how – and then as far as the, the stage plays, uh, unfortunately we have another L in our community where – uh, black people don't read as much as we should to the point where there's that expression, if you want to hide something from a black person, uh. put it in a book. That's totally derogatory, but unfortunately it's a reality. So I said, okay, well, in order to get the story told for people to watch it, you have to put it in the visual aspect. So I started doing play. I had I had no schooling, and so I couldn't, no technical support or anything like that. So my plays weren't the best. Because I could only, t I, I was creative in one sense, but not in others. But now that I have collaborated with my friends in Atlanta, 
they can offer the 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 uh, technical support so that we can give more credence to the stories. So I'm just uh, self-taught, if, if you will. Got it. And I, I believe you did fairly well, absolutely, being self-taught, Deidre. Now, I want to give you the opportunity to speak to two additional causes. Number one being your involvement and how you got intertwined with the Rising Sound Literacy School. The Rising South Literacy, the Rising South Literacy School um, was um, or is an organization I started ten years ago just to say that uh, in the South or really across the country and the world, um, the literacy that we want to raise is that of self awareness, um, self analysis, self appreciation, and self examination. So. The literacy is not just picking up a book alone, but just learning about your culture. So literacy, meaning literacy about family, what's going on with your children, you you see. And so it encompasses everything that would help us to be better. So it's a school um, expressing ourselves through art. And so in that, one of the main things is that we believe that Art should influence culture. So if we want to change our culture, we have to change the way we express ourselves artistically. So we have to be, we have to have literacy in art, not take a gift that God has given us and then use it for the devil's wanting. You know, just if God has given us the, the talent, then we should use it to uplift him. Not that he needs us to uplift him. But we should glorify him as opposed to glorifying the opposite of him. That's being literate with our art. That's kind of like where it came from. Beautiful. I definitely, definitely appreciate not only the passion, but definitely the mission with the Rising South Literacy School. Now, when you were coming about and you were composing this amazing product, had some editing revisions, then how did you actually depend and start determining who would be cast? As you were doing the character development, how did you bring this amazing group of individuals together? These amazing individuals are ones mostly that I've worked with before. Alicia uh, Lisa Johnson, she is on the cover of the book Making Mary, which the book was written several years ago. So whenever we were going to do the movie, I just specifically wanted her to play the role since she was on the cover. Um, Slick Sean, he's collaborated with me on a number of projects. Um, and, and the only new person was Minnie or Tamara. <laughs> and Eric <laughs> brought her to the set. So I was just re- recently introduced to her and fell in love with her, obviously, who wouldn't right away. Mm-hmm. Definitely an amazing cast. And being able to work with individuals that you had worked for for so long, that says a lot in itself because that says that they believe in your passion. They believe in the mission, and they want to work with you and being able to use their talent, indeed, to glorify. Now, I'm about to bring in the cast, but before I do, because this was based on a true book, and I also understand that there was some involvement in also kind of be paralleled and compared to the book on Barack Obama. So I want to give you the opportunity to share that quote before we get into this dynamic cast tonight. And you shared it so beautifully last night, so I want to give you that chance again there, Deidre. 
<laughs> uh, yes, the uh, quote was by Sheldon Burns. He stated, making Mary is as well written as Barack Obama's dreams from my father, only making Mary is more intriguing and contains a lot more suspense. <laughs> and who would not want to see making Mary after hearing <laughs> that type of accolade? Now, those on the line, those in the chat room, you are in for a treat. Now, we have just heard from the mastermind, from the creator of Making Mary this evening. But we're going to have an after party. We have our cast members on the line. And we're actually going to bring in one of the newbies. I believe Tamara Cottle is on the line. Tamara, are you there? I am here. Hey, Minnie. <laughs> <laughs> so, Minnie, being that it is a new project for you, this is something that you had not worked with before as far as with Deidre Muhammad. Kind of speak to how you felt when she approached you or when Eric approached you, per se, and wanted to bring you into Making Mary. Well, about six years ago, I, I started in stage plays, um, Christian stage plays, and I had done two in performance with Eric. So when I got the call, um, I was like, well, you know, I never thought about it. I listened to Deidre for, I think we talked over an hour, and I was just mesmerized by the passion that she carried. And it it wasn't an ideal time in in my life to just stop and do this, but I thought I have to support, and I think you said it earlier, that I'm passionate about the art and seeing it come to life, but even more seeing other people's passion and what they believe come to life, especially on the stage or in any arena of the arts that we can. And Deidre, Deidre carries that passion from writing her book to then wanting it to see it play out. And I think that was what was really important to me, just to be a part of her, not necessarily about me or anybody else, but really about Deidre telling the story and getting it out just as she wanted to. Absolutely. Now, when you were taking part in the production, because none of this happens overnight, um, kind of want to give you the opportunity to speak to that tomorrow, how it was getting in, into the role of me, being able to ensure that you were displaying and expressing the story just as Deidre had in mind. And, you know, that, that is really hard. So, of course, Deidre, um, we, we read the book and read parts of the book because, of course, we kind of pulled out um, from the book, so it's not a front to back with the movie, but and then listening to Deidre and asking lots of questions. Deidre really, you know, as she for you know a year or so as we prepped this, Deidre would constantly tell the story. And if we weren't getting into that character, she would stop us immediately and really tell the story from her heart and pull out scripts from the book and say, here's where you're really going. Reread this. And I think that was really important because even if we read the book and um, did our best to see that script, it was Deidre's heart that would come out constantly that caused you to stop and think about it and talk about it and then understand really where we were going with it. Absolutely. It's amazing to be able to do that, to be able to bring everyone together, to be able to provide that direction of letting every individual know where we're going to go with the story. Now, Tamara, now that this portion is done, because I've realized this is nowhere near completed, but what are your afterthoughts? after being able to witness it on the screen with everyone behind you for the movie premiere of Making Mary? Oh, it was amazing. I think um, I think it came out just as we envisioned, and I can't wait to see how it continues to grow. Um, the Working with Fred and Malcolm uh, was, was, was a good thing. They really, you know, we, we didn't see the movie. So to come in last night and see it and, and see how it all fell together, 
was really cool, um, and I think it made the experience very much worth it. And I think that it really did come to light, and it was what we envisioned. I think it was what uh, Deidre envisioned, and I can't wait to see how it grows a little bit more. Now, when you speak about the growth, because we're definitely anticipating and eager to see the growth of the production, but through every production, through every experience, there's something that you always learn about yourself, Tamara. So in this making of Making Mary, what is it that you discovered or learned about yourself? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I think I learned that um, that there's a lot of history out there to be told, and so that I can be a vital part of how change can happen in different variations. Um, I've learned that, and, and I'm an educator, so this, you know, this is what I do every day. I kind of feel like I'm always an actress uh, on a full screen <laughs> with 30 kids watching. So um, I just, I learned that I love this. I learned that I can be a part of something for someone else and feel good about it and be a part of a group of people that are all in, a, in the mission. You're going to hear from some of the cast tonight who, you know, are aspiring uh, musicians and singers, and I think it's just amazing that I was able to be a part of that and bring my piece to it, um, and, and that was just a good experience for me. Now, I'm going to take you back, because I know we get a little serious in the interviews, but I want to go back to a specific scene I remember, and so feel free to chime in as well. But when you were sitting in that bed with what some people call the moo-moo or the house vessels, and you uh-huh. had the doll, and you were talking to the doll <laughs> after she had stepped out, your sister had stepped out, and you were talking about, she did not take this one. How was it when you were actually getting into character for that particular portion? Because I was just tickled. Well, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you ask that because that one took a, it, you know, it took a good, good minute. I will say it was after a, a long, a long day of filming that day, and that was towards the evening. But, um, you know, I really, one of the scenes that, that takes place, you know, where she actually does take my man, and I, I don't really, I didn't know that was going on as they were filming that. Deidre kind of kept that a secret. And so mm. if I had known that, I probably would have been even better at that. (laughs) Unfortunately, I had to really get into the zone of that. But, um, you know, so we laughed a lot. We had a good time with that scene because, you know, we wanted Vivian to be portrayed sweet and those things, but I knew, you know, kind of had that true Vivian in mind. So it was a hard scene. But I tell you, Vivian, that – Deidre probably shouldn't have kept the other scene from me, and I could have did that one. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that I think some other characters in there also had an idea of who Vivian was, because there was another scene, and I'm actually about to bring him in. Sean, are you on the line? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, yes, I, I believe, welcome to the show, Slick. I believe Slick had an idea, because uh, I remember him saying, I knew the first time I saw you. You were trying to get him taken from the band. So, Slick, I know definitely in working with you um, the brief period that I have, it just was like completely out of character. So I know you had to dig deep um, definitely for some of the abrasive terms that you were using. I was like, is that really Slick Sean really like this? Like, kind of had me shocked. I had to kind of close my ears for a minute. But, Sean, when you, because you actually worked with Deidre before, and I've seen some of the clips yeah. of you working with her before, but when you were selected for Making Mary, 
And when you had a little bit different character outside of your norm, how did you get yourself into the mode? I mean, of course, you are a um, musical artist, by all means, and we will definitely explore that as well. But to get into the acting perspective of that, how did that come about for you? Got to go from musical to acting. When did you know that you were going to mix and intertwine those two expressions? I mean, when uh, when I read the script, I was just blown away with, you know, the diversity of the roles that Deidre has me playing in. And it was just something that I just dug into. I, I like to, I like to just dive into the character that I'm playing and, I just went there, you know, I I went to the 1920s with the slick dice shooting uh, <laughs> band member who's kind of got, he's kind of a womanizer, which touches on the the the, the outlook of the, the whole movie and everything. And, you know, he had issues with, you know, his, his mom died. So in a way he was kind of hurt with women. His, his luck with women wasn't good. So he viewed Vivian as, you know, the woman that, you know, that, you know, he, he possibly did not have because he was always doing music and about hustling. He was a straight up hustler. So, you know, he you know, he had that that, that, that dealing with when his mom died and it kinda hurt him so he kinda put all his pain into Vivian and I kinda like took it there with the character and went looked at it like that. And you did an amazing job, and I know some people, when you're watching television shows, soap operas, we get into the scenes. We start getting mad at characters, like, how dare you? <laughs> and, and Slick Shaw did actually made some statements about, you know, a woman's place, and he couldn't blame him for putting his hands on her. And the crazy thing about that, people, is that's happening every day. You know, we, we yeah. laugh about it and we joke about it now, but this is something that's real. A lot of people feel that that's the way it should be that a man needs to put his hands on a woman for her to get the point, for her to be able to do what he asks and what he requires. So I thank you for being able to get into that character and also to provide the history of how you were able to kind of capture that pain and be able to express it on the scene. Now, as well, because I realize this is a work in progress, which you had the opportunity to not only show your acting skills, but you were also able to intertwine your music. Even for the premiere, you were able to perform prior to the introduction, as well your music was also captured throughout as well. So how did it feel to be able to intertwine two of your passions right there in one production? I mean, it was, it was like a dream come true, and it's, it's really surreal. I mean, I, I really I thank God for people like Dieter who, give people like me an opportunity to step outside my my normal, you know, uh, routine and play a character that I can dig into and, and get out there. But, yeah, it was really fun. I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to to doing something like that in the future. And I love music and just those scenes. It, it was just so natural because it just, you know, that's what we love, you know, me and the promised child and, and uh, my cousin Chris. We all kind of dug into that scene, and it was it was it was grand. It was really grand. And I'm gonna bring in your music buddies. I'm gonna bring in Thomas Child as well as Chris. But before I bring them in, Switch, as I was asking Tamara as well, and I'm gonna ask this question for everyone because it's very important that you be able to discover and deep dive within yourself after this production, the before, the during, and still the aftermath. What is it that you've discovered about yourself? 
Well, uh, what I discovered was something that I had been feeling with the last productions I had done with Deidre, that outside of me being a a, a, a rapper, hip-hop artist, and uh, a spoken word artist as well, I like acting more than uh, than both of those. It's just something about uh, in the stage and being with that group of people and, and, and just putting on a good show. I, I found out that I'm, I'm, I like acting over everything else that I do. Mm. Definitely surprised and shocked to hear it, but I'm very glad to hear it. So she actually had you go beyond your comfort zone and had you step into a talent that you didn't even know that you would truly enjoy. Now, I know that your crew is on the line as well. So uh, Antonio and Chris, do I have you both on the line? Yes, I'm here. All right. So who is that? Is that Antonio or Chris? Chris. Okay, wonderful. And Antonio may be chiming in shortly. But, Chris, I was witnessing you as well in the production. See, I'm remembering all these scenes, Chris, and you went in there and you was going to go take him to the grocery store and you had to keep that secret. And remember, they threw that money at you. And you told him, Sean, you said, hey, see, I think he threw you like $2, I believe. And you was ready to go. You had to turn your face. So definitely want to give you the opportunity to deep dive in here as well, Chris, and speak to how you became involved with Making Mary. Well, I previously I was in uh, this land and your land play with Miss Deidre. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm uh, the direct I guess Corey Rogers is my first cousin and he called me and got me involved with this land and your land and then she put out a uh casting call I guess for former uh members and I guess I responded and happy I did. <laughs> now, being that you were involved in this land, it's our land, what were some of the similarities, shall I say, as well as some of the difference that you discovered in taking part in the roles that you actually carried in both of these productions? Um, well, I, she can tell you I'm the shy one, so I don't... <laughs> I can deal with the cameras better than I can deal with the live audience. <laughs> So, a lot easier that way. So, you like being behind the scenes. So, she actually pushed you as well and put you outside of your comfort zone. But I think you did very well to be outside of your comfort zone and being able to be involved and being able to also kind of take up that protection role. Because you kind of stood up for her, you know, and you said, hey, now you're not going to talk about her. And wanting to get her out of that situation of abuse and what's so sad is in a lot of abusive situations, family members see it. They witness it. Sometimes they get upset, but they're too scared to step in and say anything at all, whether it be to the abuser or the abusee. So being able to step in that role and be that protection for her, how did that feel? Um, it, it was natural because I've been in that position before. Um so I kind of, I kind of felt it a little bit, um, but yeah, it was, it was comfortable. <laughs> gotcha. So that was in your comfort zone. Although being in front of the scenes was not necessarily your comfort, but being able to be that upstanding individual and provide that protection that came as a norm to you. So that part wasn't even like acting. That was just you being you, Chris. Now, Chris, now that the production is in its final stages at this point after the actual film premiere, what are some things that you discovered about yourself? 
I'm glad you asked that because, uh, <laughs> as I told Miss Deidre um, about a month ago, when I first met her, and, and like I said, I'm in the shower, um, I would have never done a play or any of this on my own. But after doing this with her, I was able to go and do others, and um, I was a lot more comfortable doing that. And it was all because I had the opportunity to work with her. And you know what? For someone to be able to capture that about you, Chris, says a lot. That's more than just the building of the character, but that's being able to receive that divine message. Because sometimes when you're shy, people tend not to look at you for certain roles in certain aspects, but for her to be able to look in you and see something that you did not even see within yourself speaks volumes. And I actually had a similar experience because I'm one, um, and I'm going to be very quick and brief, but I was in a, a vehicle, a vehicular accident some years ago, and basically a sign went through my head and I said I couldn't remember. That's what I was fixated on. I can't remember anything. Don't ask me nothing because I don't remember. And I do poetry, but I had never acted. And never in a million years would I have said I would act in anything. And there was a wonderful individual, wonderful follower of God, Misha Sharpley, reached out to me and said, you know what, you are my leading lady. And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> are you serious? And have you ever seen me present any lines? And she pushed me. And that's an amazing talent to do because sometimes – a cast and a crew, you know, can get cranky, you know. Sometimes it's not always as pretty and pleasant. You know, sometimes people may have attitudes. Sometimes we just feel like we've given our all and we can't give any more. But to have that energy and drive to be able to push each of you, because from what I'm hearing from everyone, Deidre had that talent. And it's not just for one person, but thus far for the entire cast. So I thank you all for the cast for being open and being able to move with her, to be able to move with her mission and not to be so stuck. And I believe tomorrow, say, it's not about me. And that is the true component of an amazing actor or actress to know it's not about me. It's not about the fame that I get on the stage, but it's about us communicating a message. And each of you did that beautifully and had your own intricate part of taking part of making Mary and ensuring that this story was shared. Now, I know we had Chris, which was one of the members of the band, but did we by chance get Antonio in yet? Are you there? Antonio going once. Antonio going twice. And we're going to hope he comes in, but we definitely don't want to leave him out. Promise Child also had music as a part of Making Mary, which was dynamic. So he's also musically inclined, but also being able to act. So I'm sure that was an area in which he was not aware that he would be able to flourish as well. So we do thank him. Also, Eric Echo, unfortunately, he was not able to come in this evening, but Eric was the womanizer of the story, y'all. Eric, I actually went to church um, with Eric years ago. We grew up in church together at Union Hills. So to be able to see him outside of that element, he's also a dynamic singer, um, very, very musically inclined. Um, so he also kind of stepped out of his reins. He's done some acting and stage plays as well. But to see him as the womanizer after going to church with him, you know, his dad is a deacon. So it was just definitely um, a shock to me, but definitely a wonderful display of his artistry. And we do appreciate him as well. Now, I know that we also have a queen on the line. She was not able to come in 
um, last night. She had a prior engagement, and that would be none other than Ms. Vonda Gaines. So, Vonda, are you on the line with us, Queen? I'm here. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Vonda. How is it going? Thank you. Everything's good. How are you? I am doing well. It's been a long day, but hey, you know, what better way to end the evening than to spend it with a dynamic cast and crew this evening? So, Vonda, wow. you also wear many hats. You're a spokeswoman. You, you do modeling. You, you're doing acting now. So let's let's speak to how you actually got involved with Miss Deidre Muhammad before we start speaking about your part and your role in making Mary. How did you get connected with Miss Deidre? It was actually on a humbug, like you, you know, <laughs> just word of mouth. And um, it was actually that same day, that, you know, it's auditions that I found out. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it. I'm going I'm to go for it. And that's what I did. I made my arrangements for a sitter real quick. And, <laughs> and I got on down there. So, yep, it was, it was just by chance. Wonderful. You know what? I'm not going to say it was by chance. I'm going to do you even one better, Bond. I believe it was by favor. It was by destiny. You may not have known it, but it was by favor and destiny that you were able to be a part of this amazing production. Now, as you were preparing yourself for the role, as you were preparing mm-hmm. yourself to take a part, as you were reading the book, maybe even also reviewing the script, what were some things that you gathered that you will take from you, take from this production to any aspect of your life? Oh wow. Um I was really um I was just really intrigued with the uh story, just the whole story. So just um applying it to my everyday uh life, you know, and the people maybe the people that's around me. If I can maybe um, you know, help a person that's in that situation, I'm all for it. Um so it just it just opened my eyes to the fact that, one, you just never know what anyone is going through behind closed doors or anything. And always to just try and lend that, that extension, that you know, lend that hand for any type of help that you can give. So that that's really what, dro- what drove me to even want to, you know, uh, be a part of this film. Absolutely. And being able to lend a helping hand, you said something there, Vonda, because you never know what a person is going through. Sometimes we're blind because we want to be, and sometimes we're just blind because we're ignorant to the fact. So being mm-hmm. able to discover that about yourself and be able to apply that on a day-to-day basis speaks volumes to me. Now, you got to have a little fun with the production as well, Vonda. So when you were in the party scene, capturing back to 1920s, how did you prepare yourself to take yourself back to that time frame? <laughs> I oh, saw you. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was such fun. Um, actually, me and my me and my fellow um, co-star. I don't know if she's on the line with us tonight, but Miss um, Beyonce Bartley. Uh, actually, that day we uh, just went on a shopping spree, so to speak. We went from you know <laughs> store to store to store. We wanted to just be absolutely all the way a one for this part. So we just knew it was going to be fun, and we just had to capture that time, you know, so um, it was an all-day event for me. She eventually left me um, because I was going from store to store, so so it was an all-day thing for me, but I finally, you know, uh, got what I needed and put it together, and like I said, I just had to capture that moment 
So that's what you I did. That. You, you did that, Vonda, <laughs> absolutely. Now, one thing I want to ask of everyone, um, each individual, and I know that we're a little pushed for time, um, but I want to ask everyone, now that you've discovered, most of you that have discovered that acting, hey, that may be my thing, what are your next ideas, your future goals, where you want to see yourself next, what we can expect from you in the upcoming months or even upcoming years? So being that we have Vonda, I'll ask you first so we don't have everyone talking over one another. But, Vonda, what do you see next? Oh, wow. Um, I don't want to, you know, give too much away, but I am working on a few things um, that will get me further out there with my um, modeling and my empower, you know, my wanting to empower uh, women and, you know, the fuller woman. So that's uh, something that's coming. I am working on uh, my business as well um, and my future blog. Um, So I'm I'm working on a few things. And um, when I, you know, did this project and when I, you know, finished it, it, it just let me know that I can, you know, put myself out there, try new things, and um, try different uh, characters because, it, you know, I have acted in a few other things before, but it was just a different character, a different role for me. So it challenged me a lot in a lot of ways, and I really, really enjoyed myself. Enjoyed meeting everyone that I worked with. Miss, Miss Deidre was just so fun and vibrant. And... <laughs> And and just um, you just you know just good people. So I really I really did enjoy um, making this film with everyone. And I enjoyed being able to be a part of the premiere. And we're looking forward to be able to travel to Atlanta and possibly even Detroit. You know, although it's cold up there in the winter, so I hope you all go during the summer yes. months there. But definitely <laughs> anticipating the modeling as well as the empowerment for women as you are a spokesmodel for Kearney Women Do Care. Um, Vonda, I actually look forward to being able to work with you um, in connection with soul expressions. Um, I'm definitely seeing and hearing my biggest beautiful um, when I'm speaking to you, Vonda, so I know that the sky is definitely not the limit. So definitely keep pushing, (laughs) definitely keep empowering women. There's a lot of times that's what they need. Sometimes people say, I wish I had had someone there to tell me. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. So definitely thank you and congratulations, and I commend you. Um, Chris, thank I have you. my shy man on the line. We're going to bring Mr. Shy in because we don't want him to get shy and come off the mic. But, Chris, what can we expect from you next? You know, I, I think we're going to have you more in front of the scenes than behind the scenes. So what's next for Chris? Uh, don't have any plans right now. I'm, I'm just <laughs> I just work every day, and uh, I'm looking forward to retirement. <laughs> But I got hey, a couple, me too. What you say? Um, uh, I got a um, couple business ideas I'm looking into, but other than that, that's it. <laughs> well, Chris, that's sometimes the best way to be when we can be open. Because sometimes we have plans, y'all, and, you know, I'm going to say it. We have plans, and sometimes God got something else in mind for us. So definitely good to be open, but also have those wonderful brainchild business ideas that you do have in mind. So I know that you are going to be successful in all that you do, and I'm looking forward to being able to see you more in front of the scenes because I think now you've discovered that about yourself. So I'm looking forward to seeing you in front. Antonio, the promise child, what's coming up next for you? Antonio, do we have him on the line? 
All right, doesn't look like he was able to chime in yet. How about Slick Sean? I know that you got big things in mind, Slick Sean. What's coming next for Slick Sean? Uh, next, I got a. I'm I'm acting. I'm going to be playing a uh, a music producer and a lawyer in a podcast series in Atlanta. And uh, oh. the lady that does it, she does a three. She does three of the episodes on the podcast, and the fourth episode you have to go see it live. So that's that's coming next uh, real soon. And I might be doing a, a little writing of my own. So. Uh, I, that's in the future, though, but uh, might have some of that going on. But other than that, just that, I got a gig. I was in Atlanta and was blessed to meet some, some really cool people and got a gig, uh, another acting gig over there, so I'm really excited about that. Wow. Well, I am so very excited for you. The Flip Sean also will be joining in with Soul Expression, so we do thank him for being able to express himself with his musical talents, and I'm hoping to be able to dabble a little bit in his poetic expression as well, but I know that you are so very talented in so many areas. And, hey, like you said, you love acting. So I'm very glad and thankful that Deidre was able to help you discover that gift that you had within yourself and how they were saying that, you know, we all have a story and it has to be told the way Deidre presented it. You have talent. What good is it if you just keep it inside for no one to see, for no one to be able to share in a part of that? So, Slick Sean, the sky is the limit. We applaud you, and we look forward to the podcast series and many, many more. And you say writing will be later, but I think it'll probably be sooner than later. So we're looking to have your manuscript as well and looking forward to being able to see the finished uh-huh. product for you. No doubt, no doubt. Absolutely. And last but not least, Ms. Tamara, our educator, our one that was a little jealous because they took a man from her. What can we look to see from Ms. Tamara? Well, as you stated, I'm pretty open. This is something that, um, you know, I didn't expect to fall in my lap, but I love the acting world. Um, But my days are very occupied in the education world as I've moved up in leadership, and uh, this year I'll be an assistant principal, so within a few years I hope to be a principal. So my my world is definitely in the education, but I'm open because if, if if he opens the door and that's what I need to do, then I definitely am open to that. And, and I enjoy it. It's fun. It's that side thing that I get to do. And as Deidre, you know, Deidre came into my life, and I, I was blessed by that. And I think that when those opportunities arise, I'll be more than happy to, um, you know, take part in those. So I'm thankful for the opportunity once again. Um, Deidre's awesome. If anyone ever gets the chance to be a part of something, whether it's Deidre or just the art in any kind of way, I definitely think it is something that you can see another side of you. As all the cast members have said, there's sides of us that we don't know and there's talents that we have. And um, as I said, every day I feel like I'm an actress. And so it was just awesome to have the opportunity. Absolutely, Tamar. Well, I'm going to claim that. I know you said you're in the role of assistant principal now, um, but definitely claiming the role of principal. Definitely commend you on being open because being a principal in school systems, I'm not sure if people may have children in school or not, but can you imagine like 150 of them running around and being able to actually manage the children and ensure that they have an efficient and effective school? Um, my mother's a school teacher, so my hat definitely goes off to you. Um, what I will say um, tomorrow is what I will be also doing, and we'll circle back after the show, but we're actually looking to incorporate the youth and literature and being able to position poetry and being able to channel their frustrations and anger. So we're going to look forward to also partnering with you as well um, with Soul Expression. So definitely 
We're going to look for you to be maybe principal, and we're not even going to stop there. We're going to say superintendent. Hey, what the hey? You know, there's no limit to when you got a blessing man in the business. So looking forward to that. And last, 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 without further ado, the writer, the brainchild, the producer, Deidre Muhammad, what are you seeing next in the forefront for you? Boy, I was, I I don't know. I don't know. Um, We're going to uh, continue um, making Mary, like, try to get it tighter, you know, for our next viewings. We do want to show it again in a few more places like Atlanta and Detroit and um, also submit it and see, you know, maybe maybe it might be a movie for Lifetime television or something, Mm. you know. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, just wanted to put that out there. Um, but uh, certainly I'm in the middle of my second book. It might be a few more years. And then we're looking to um, do uh, more uh, or, or documentaries. Uh, we want to move in that direction, too. And we're thinking about um, continuing with Making Mary. We have a lot, just lots of plans for that. And now we're in collaboration with some other filmmakers. Um, we we have uh, established a larger team so that we can um, produce quicker and things like that, if we should choose to. But for tonight, I'm only looking forward to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Well-deserved, honestly, Deidre, after all the work that you put in. And just like I told Kamar, we're not going to limit it to lifetime. We're not going to limit it to lifetime because I want to be able to say, when y'all get to the Grammys, I remember when I was at Mac and Mary. How y'all remember me? So we're not even going to limit it to Lifetime. Now, I know that we want to get you some rest very quickly, um, but I just I see a few callers that typically want to come in and chime in, so I want to give them the opportunity very quick just to speak to everyone. We're not going to go through a full question lineup. I believe I've probably questioned them to a question can't do anymore, um, but definitely any feedback that you may have. And what we try to do here at Inspirational Soul Expressions, is we want to give back to each of our futures because we realize that you took time out of your day, out of your busy schedule to join us. And the way that we give back is through our poetic tense. That's the way that we like to express ourselves primarily here at Inspirational Soul Expressions. However, we are not limited to just poetry, but that's primarily what we do on this end. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in this one call. I'm going to see who we have on the line, and then I'm going to go to my sister very quickly, and then I'm going to allow my voice to take a break and allow Soul Williams, the man that everyone saw with me yesterday, to be able to express himself as well. So let's see who we have on the line very quickly. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Inspirational Soul Expressions. Who do I have on the line tonight? Hi, this is Kimber Love in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Hey, Kimber Love. How's it going? Hey, it's going great. It's going great. Welcome, How are you? Welcome. I am doing well, and congratulations are in order for Ms. Kimberla. Um, for those that may not know, um, she is actually up for the National Poetry Awards as well, and she is up for erotic and religious poets, so we are definitely anticipating her success in being able to claim that fame and coming back from Chicago with her Chelsea. So definitely very proud <laughs> of you. Congratulations. 
Thank you, and congrats to you as well. You made nominations for host uh, host of the year, so I'm deaf. You got my vote, baby. I'm with you. Oh, so thank, thank you, you. thank you. <laughs> Absolutely, thank you. well, I do appreciate you, Kimberla. Now, did you have any comments um, for any of our cast members or our director this evening? Um, I just wanted to listen in and you know just come in and support. Um, I was reading a little bit of what's going on. You know, I was running, so I didn't get a chance to hear everything. Um, but uh, definitely interested in um, making Mary the. Uh, I was. I wanted to know more about it. You know, I'm. De- I'm a survivor of domestic violence, and so. Um, and I always work on encouraging you know young women about not being bound to that spirit, and so. I'm definitely interested in just listening in and learning more and, you know, being supportive where I can. Absolutely. And you know what I'm going to do, Kimberly Love, is always after the show is ended and also for the cast members that are not aware, when this show ends, it usually takes 30 minutes to an hour. Don't hold me to it because sometimes it's the next morning, but there will be an archive of this show. So I will provide that for each of you. So for your friends, colleagues that may have not had the opportunity to chime in tonight, you can provide this for them. It's going to actually be an MP3 format. Um, So you will always be able to go back to the manuscript and be able to play back. But always, always, Kimberla, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your energy and your passion and your transparency and also that desire and mission that you have to spread that message to let individuals know domestic abuse is definitely not the way that the world should be. That is not love in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So thank you so very much for your support, and I pray that you have an amazing and blessed evening. Thank you, and everyone as well. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kimberla. Tonight, my sisters, my queens, I see your hand is up. So before we end out the show, I do want to bring in my sister. This is Miss Lydia Born to Write Cook. Welcome to the show, sis. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you for having the platform Enigmatic Mahogany with your boss, boss, boss radio voice. Let's get at that. (laughs) (laughs) I thank you, Queen. That's my sis. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely, honey. You be rocking these airwaves, and I had to come through. I've been listening for a while, but I wanted to chime in and congratulate you on all your many nominations um, this year. You are just on fire, and shout out to Kimber Love, who was um, before me. I will be um, voting for, I'll probably be cheating, but I'm, i got so many favorites in this area. <laughs> so I'm going to be giving love on a lot of different platforms and a lot of different um um, areas, but I do want to shout out the cast of making uh, of the Mary. Um, uh, oh Lord, this Mary, the domestic violence um, story that you're doing and, and telling. I, I too am a survivor, and um, I think this is so necessary. Uh, it never gets old um, because there's always somebody that is living it or have lived it. So just shout out to you all, and thank you so much. Um, and just many, many blessings on your venture. And if there's any way um, I can support you, just please post it in the event room or inbox me personally and let me know because I'm definitely, um, definitely 
support in that because people need to, to hear it. They really do, especially these young girls. They need to hear it. And that's what it's all about, Warner, right? Lydia, well, Lydia, I'm going to say Lydia. I know it says once right, but I'll call you Lydia. So um, okay. definitely, <laughs> right, you know, but definitely beautiful um, to be able to provide support. And that's what it's all about. Um, honestly, with everything that's been happening in the world, unfortunately, we've seen it on the news, we've seen it on Facebook, it's, it's a matter of support, supporting one another, being able to celebrate in love and unison. If we could just get back to the love, get back to not hiding those stories, being real with ourselves, sharing those stories so that others will be able to come through and to get through. I'm a firm believer with Maya Angelou. I know why the cage bird sings. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all the time I think about that when it comes to domestic abuse and violence, um, whether it be man versus woman, woman versus man, because a lot of times we hear people speak about women being abused, but it also happens with men. That's a whole other show. Ooh, but it, you, <laughs> yes, you so took it out of my mouth. That was my next <laughs> word. Um, because I do, not just in October, but honey, I, I shared this message through charges, through the poetry and having events and loving on um, the domestic violence survivors and women that are still in the shelters and um, that are in the transition. And I had a few brothers actually inbox me and was like, thank you for um, what you're doing, et cetera, et cetera, but I'm a survivor too. And being on the other end of it and, and getting the abuse, I, I, I lost sight of that for a minute. And I was like, wow. And this one brother sent me like almost, it was like three inboxes of his story of how this woman really used to beat his ass. I mean, like, literally beat him, and he would not hit her. And I was like, wow, it was like a a wake-up call. So, yeah, our brothers go through it, too. And if we could get to unity, that's the biggest thing, though, just love. You know, I don't care what religion you are, what you believe in. The bottom line dollar here is we need each other to unite. We need a united front. We need a united voice. And that's the only way things are going to get better, in my opinion, is if we stick together and love each other. Look past who has what, who's been through what, who's done what, whose past is what, and look at the future, which is our children that need us. Once we leave, they got to live in this world. And so it's our obligation and our duty to get this shit together between ourselves right now. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Um, shout out to you who is so conscious. Um, so soul and so spirit conscious about what's going on. And um, when we were at, at BPC, when you shared your story, um, it just, I, I love you even more because you were so raw and so real with it, you know, and I definitely made the connection um, when we were talking. And, uh, you know, just shout out to everybody that's in the movement, whether you're near, far, or here, but trying to make a difference one person at a time, one story at a time. Because it's healing for people. You know, if I wouldn't have heard a woman that was bold enough to talk about it, I probably wouldn't talk about it now. So we all do need one another, um, no doubt. Absolutely. We'll know that we greatly appreciate you. And I speak on behalf of Soul and I. We appreciate the stance that you take. We appreciate the knowledge and the wisdom that you present. We appreciate your transparency because sometimes individuals are ashamed of who they are. They don't really like who they are. So mm. nevertheless, they cannot share that with someone else. So I appreciate you being real and raw with us as well 
we greatly do appreciate you. know, what I'm going to do, um, because I realize we're a little over time at this point, I've, I've kept the cast for a little while, and I know Deja's definitely worthy of sleep and needs to get some sleep, and by means all the cast members do as well. But I do want to give Soul Williams the opportunity to speak his final word to the cast members, and then I know that Kimberly Love was saying, hey, I want to know a little bit more about Making Mary. So there is something that I actually found that I believe encompasses the entire Making Mary. So I will be providing the closing remarks, um, and we will definitely give through them this expression, our love, our appreciation for them. But we want them to get some sleep, so definitely don't want to we hold do, them longer. And let, me, and let me say, I'm going to let you go. Let me shout out my soul, Williams, too, my brother, love. Love that king, too. Um, love your story. I'm not going into it, but love the boldness, love the authenticity and the soul connection that you all share. I admire it, and I'm always here, and I love you both to life, and um, mm-hmm. always, always so. So, yeah, let me love on him, too. <laughs> One love. I hear you. Thank you. We support you, you always. You're welcome. One love, baby. One love, Queen. And without further ado, everyone, my soul companion, Mr. Tyrone Soul Williams, will speak to the cast. I know y'all probably tired of hearing my voice. Y'all can probably tell I went to school for communications. <laughs> I'm going to let him have his final words, and then I'll close it on out. Now, let everybody go to bed. Um, I want to congratulate all of you on Child Warrior Time. Um, I love it. Um, I really never used to get into movies like that, but that one right there is a, is it's it's it, it, it's catching. And once you get a movie that's catching like that, you know, like you say, you know, y'all y'all gonna be adding more parts onto it. Please bring that back because I really want to see how that fold out. And um, it's a pleasure meeting all of you. Um, I haven't met all of you, but we will meet. You know what we have going here in Huntsville itself. You know we will connect somewhere down the line, but we will meet up. Um, I do want to share peace with y'all. Um, this is for all of y'all, um, especially uh, Pietra. Um, This is a piece that I wrote a couple, uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe, well, actually a couple of months ago, and it's called The Battle Within. Each day I look in the mirror and see explosions, explosion of a wall only I can see. I found shelter in the habitat of a wall surrounding me. And although this wall is blocking my pain, I am still soaked by the rain. And it's only then loneliness begins to sink in, and I am alone. To struggle with the man in the mirror. So I hide my feelings in a nutshell of forget, and that they no longer exist. Walk around with a frown and I no longer smile, as I fade into the shade of not being seen. Tears fill my eyes, yet I not cry. So there's nothing that drains down my cheeks. Just watery eyes that no one recognizes. So I hide what I feel because others don't see it's real. As I continue to walk, I find myself stepping on landmines of my own defeat. The pain has won and I cannot fight anymore. Standing tall in my brick wall, I wonder why I smile or do I feel safe. With no one to talk to, so who can I run to? Behind this awkward feeling as I feel water up to my waist, Soon my head will be underneath, and salted water I will taste. 
drown in my own despicable space. I can see the light. I could turn around and start to chisel at this wall. I cannot give up. I want to live and to win the battle within. And that's that piece. A beautiful job again on the scene, um, on making Mary. Great job, Deidre. Great job, Vonda. Uh, Christopher, Tamara, and Six Star, man. You know, it's a pleasure meeting all of y'all. Making Mary is more than the most compelling love story ever. She is satisfying on many different levels. And literature should be refreshing and refined. Good literature is passionate, uplifting, educational on multiple fronts, inspirational, enchanting, culturally explosive, riveting, and compelling at the very least. Making Mary is a healing. She is soothing, revealing, and overwhelmingly captivating. Making Mary does not omit the discussion of our heroes and our rich history. Everyone is talking about Making Mary because the great discovery is that she is more than a splendid historical piece. She is phenomenal. She is more than divine. Aside from being the most compelling love story ever told, she is based on a true story. Issues are dealt with such as rape and the impact of rape on the victim as well as the perpetrator. Domestic violence is addressed in a way that can actually put an end to domestic violence in some cases. This is because the reader is availed the opportunity to understand like never before the thought process and emotions which causes these heart-wrenching dilemmas in relationships. Making Mary certainly deals with real-life issues. And these issues are not placated for the sake of pacifying individuals. No, that's a teaser that will make you want to purchase Making Mary. Please, please, by all means, support this wonderful cast if they come to a city near you. And also support the story by purchasing Making Mary. It is available at Amazon. I've also put the link in the event page. And once again, my hat goes off to each and every one of you. You are storytellers. You are messengers. You are here to deliver the message, and the message has been delivered. We do thank you all. I do ask that everyone please continue to vote for the arts at www.thenationalpoetryawards.com. Voting will be going on for it until August the 20th. This is Enigmatic Mahogany, also known as Mahogany Brown, and Soul Williams signing out. Good night, everyone, and be blessed. Good night. Night. Beautiful. Beautiful. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.